This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hi, everyone. This is Sean Daly. Welcome to another episode of Green Talk Radio. Shipping stuff. It's a necessary evil of modern life and business. It's also one of the most environmentally unfriendly aspects of any business, including businesses that pride themselves on being ecologically conscious. The bottom line is that when you ship something, that shipment necessitates a carbon footprint. We've seen a lot of attention given to this issue in the news lately, most notably with UPS's recent announcement of its recent purchase of hydraulic hybrid vehicles, or HHVs, to what it calls its new green fleet the company's creating to offset its carbon footprint. There's also been a great deal of coverage in the conventional media as well as new media, including green business blogs such as greenbiz.com, triplepundit.com, and ecopreneurs.com, discussing various companies and technologies that seek to deal with this issue. My guest on today's program to discuss this topic is Mickey Millsap. He's the co-founder of uship.com, an online marketplace for shipping services, where he serves as the company's director of community, trust, and safety. Hey, Mickey, how's it going? Hey, Sean, how are you? Thanks for having me on today. My pleasure. So this is an interesting topic, very hot topic in the green space. Uh, tell us, first of all, about uship.com. I know you're an online shipping marketplace. Don't know much more than that. Tell us about your business model and how this works. Sure, exactly. I'd love to. Uh, uship, as you said, is an online shipping marketplace. You know, a way a lot of people think about us easily is to think about us as like an eBay for shipping. So Really, it's not for anything of the package size. There are companies out there, FedEx, UPS, and I guess we could say used to be DHL, who know how to send packages very efficiently, very quickly, and at a low cost. Where it gets difficult for consumers, small businesses, and others is when you need to ship anything big. This could be a pallet of freight, a car, boat, uh, furniture, a household move, anything that might be difficult for a consumer or small business to ship. The price get really high and the search costs are high to find somebody who can actually accommodate that shipment. Um, so when we began U-Ship back, uh, it actually launched back in 2004, we wanted to find a way to match up these people, businesses who need to ship difficult things that are hard and expensive to ship with service providers. And these service providers can range from anything from a large freight broker, a freight forwarder, independent owner-operators, guys out on the road with their own truck that are running their own business, uh, moving companies, white glove movers, folks that focus on the automobile industry. You know, a lot of them, it's a very fragmented industry outside of the really large freight players, uh, and it's really difficult for those types of folks to market their businesses. So what U-Ship really does, very similar to how eBay was able to empower kind of the small seller to have scale, we can do that to the, the smaller transportation service provider. So if you're an independent guy out on the road, you don't really have a marketing scale outside of maybe putting a ad on Craigslist in your local community. But now if you're traveling across the country, you should gives you that marketing scale nationally. So really we're an engine that allows these two groups to find each other and do business together. Okay. So I get that that makes sense from a financial standpoint that you're really, you know, optimizing um, the experience as a customer to reduce price with, you know, having this competitive marketplace. Tell us about the green side of this. Why do you really consider this to be, you know, a greener solution for people? 
Well, it's a really interesting thing. You know, when we, we started doing our research into this model back uh, five to six years ago, you know, what we found is, like I was talking about, there are tons of these independent owner-operators, small companies that are out on the road. And one of the major problems that's always faced the transportation industry is the capacity issue. Um, you've seen people for decades trying to solve the capacity of, you know, we've got trucks that are 50% full or 60% full out on the roads. So there, there really haven't been great software solutions or other solutions that have allowed people to consolidate shipments, keep the trucks that are on the road completely full. By using a marketplace like ours, a service provider can actually enter in a route that they're going through. And what it's going to do is actually populate and show them shipments all along that route so that at any given time, if they have open capacity, they can find something to keep that truck full for their entire route. And so the idea, you know, as a company, you know, I, I'm not going to annoy the saints and say we're the greenest company in the world, but the idea is – you know, that if we can keep our trucks running more efficiently, running at full capacity, we're going to have less trucks on the road. And, and that's the essential part of our model. Um, but on the flip side, it's always been something, you know, that we've talked about it's a, it's a kind of a hot topic in the transportation space. You don't read about it as much, but, you know, how can these guys operate as a more green provider? I mean, obviously, transportation companies are, it's a huge, huge issue putting the carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. I mean, these guys are polluting quite a bit. So we wanted to kind of go beyond that. And we've partnered with a company called TerraPass, which your audience may be familiar with. It's a carbon offset company. Uh, so we can allow providers to go carbon neutral. We can allow our consumers to look for service providers that operate carbon neutral. So it gives them more choice to, to do something you know, with a company that they feel more comfortable doing business with. I see. Okay. So well, tell us more about the TerraPass because I've heard of this and I, and I don't quite fully, I haven't really researched it myself. So tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So, so TerraPass is a fantastic company and we started working with them. Uh, we actually launched our partnership back in January of 2007, uh, but they work with some other great companies, Expedia, uh, several others that allow somebody to essentially offset their carbon footprint. Uh, in everyday life, obviously, we're going to pollute uh, in everything we do. We have to drive our cars. You know, certainly we can minimize that by driving hybrid vehicles, whatever it might be, but we're going to pollute. And when we ship something, we pollute. Uh, those trucks are going to be spewing carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. So what TerraPath does is says, okay, what we can do is measure the amount of pollution uh, that you're creating in a shipping event. Or in the case of somebody like Expedia, if you're flying from Los Angeles to New York, they can estimate the amount of carbon that you've put into the atmosphere personally. And what they do is they can estimate that, and then you'll whatever you pay to offset that is then reinvested into clean energy projects. These can be wind farms, uh, whatever it might be, but they're, they're projects that they invest in that then replace dirty burning uh, projects. So a wind plant that would replace a coal burning plant to do the, the exact same job. So the idea is, you know, we got to pollute. We have to. Uh, unfortunately, it's a, a reality of our time. But try to do something to offset that footprint that you have. So TerraPath, they go out and they make these investments on behalf of our users and the, the other users that purchase their products. I see. Okay, great. And so is that the, the limit in terms of the um, sort of involving both the buyers and the sellers in the transaction uh, in terms of being green? Or do you also have other programs to, for example, maybe identify certain shippers that are greener in terms of their fleet or what have you? Do you have any way of sort right. of calling that out? Well, let me tell you how we're, we're kind of running the program right now to date. And, and this has been over the first two years as we've been, been, been testing the program to see how it works. Right now, we have what we call the, the, the TerraPath Certified Green Provider Program. So service providers that use our site, and our service providers are kind of the equivalent of an eBay power seller. Um, there are repeat users who have 
loads of feedback and you know come back and use this consistently so a service provider can choose to join the certified green provider program they get a seal on their profile that alerts other customers that, that they're part of this program um, so what it does is every shipment that they take we calculate based on the weight of that shipment and the distance traveled exactly how much carbon they're going to put in the atmosphere and then we add we figure out what that amount's going to be to offset it. And so at the end of the month, we can pull up all the shipments they've done and say, you owe X amount that then gets put to TerraPass that they can reinvest in these projects. So at the beginning of this program, it's really been focused on greening the providers, uh, so to speak. But what we're really excited about and we're, we're, we're working on with TerraPass now is to kind of take this the next step and allow the consumer to make the choice or the small business or whomever it is that's requiring shipping services. So now when they go to accept a bid from a service provider for their shipping services, we'll be able to calculate just like they would do on Expedia for a flight, anything like that, exactly how much it would cost for them to offset their individual shipment. So they can pay that right at the point of accepting the match. So now not only do they have the choice of finding a provider that's a green provider and has chosen to be in this program, but let's say they get four bids from providers who've chosen not to be in this program. They can then say, I'd like to take the step to go ahead and make my shipment carbon neutral themselves. So this is something we're really excited about and hoping to roll out probably in the next month or so. Getting away from the green aspects of this, I'm curious about sure. more on the general, on the site side. Uh, this would be a question that would be similar for you know somebody that's used eBay or something like that. Where do you have issues with inconsistent experiences with buyers and, and certain shippers or service providers? Uh, you know, because I mean, that's the one of the things that characterizes eBay's, eBay and similar services is having inconsistent experiences or, or plane getting screwed in some cases, as I've had happen. Do you have issues with that or how do you handle that? No, absolutely. And, you know, the transportation industry is one that doesn't probably have the most sterling reputation for, uh, quality customer service throughout the uh, throughout the years. Um, but what we've done, and, and I think it, it's very similar to eBay's, is institute a feedback system so that when you do a shipment with someone after it's completed, you have the opportunity to go in very similar to eBay and leave a positive, negative, or neutral feedback. Let them know how the experience went with that provider so that future customers can come on and get an idea of the reputation of that service provider. Uh, we've also recently instituted, you know, kind of a more detailed feedback where you can get, you know, the, how well were they communicating, how well were they on there, you know, saying they were going to do what they were going to do on time. So we've got a couple little variables there to give you more information. But really that's the goal. You know, transportation has always been an industry that was a little bit in the dark. You know, if you didn't use FedEx or one of the really big freight haulers and you found an independent guy or somebody out of the phone book, you know, outside of them providing you one or two kind of customer reviews, which obviously they had control over which ones they showed you, you really didn't know what you were buying. So with Uship, our goal is to try to provide as much information to the customer to make a more informed decision. Um, you know, whether it's through profile, profile pictures, feedback ratings, feedback comments, whatever it might be, our goal is to give them as much information as possible so that they can make a more informed decision. Well, we're talking today on greening the shipping process. We're talking with Mickey Millsap of uship.com. We've also talked about terrapass.com as part of the episode so far. So encourage you to, while you're listening to this upcoming break, take a look at those two websites. We'll be right back on Green Talk Radio. Thanks, everyone. Okay. 
Okay, and we're back on Green Talk Radio, talking today on greening the shipping process, and we are talking with uship.com's Mickey Millsap. He's a co-founder of the company. And Mickey, we were talking before the break about the company itself, how you work. You're sort of like an eBay with doing re- sort of reverse auctions, uh, as it were, for people to seek providers and help them really and help the providers fill their vehicles to be more efficient in the shipping process thereby in the process, uh, you know, really uh, reducing the carbon footprint. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I wanted to switch gears and talk a little bit about some other things, including my first question was about um, uship.com. And is it, is it, do you consider it a good spot for, for environmental consumers and shippers to find a transportation company uh, versus other methods that are available or working with UPS and a new hybrid fleet or, or things like that? Well, I, you know, one of the interesting things is with some of the bigger companies like UPS, and, and there's certainly others that have gone out of their way to, to, to green their fleet and to overhaul it to become more uh, efficient. If you're working with any of the smaller transportation companies, you know, uh, we'll call them the non-name brands, the, the, the mom and pop moving companies, the independent owner operators, um, you know, you're going to struggle to find a lot of information on what they're doing as far as being an environmentally friendly company. So uh, through programs like the the, the certified uh, green provider program and through their profile details and other information they submit, you know, it's really one of the only ways that you're going to get the information on some of these smaller companies as to what they're doing and, and to be able to, as a consumer, come on and consciously select someone who's, who's making an effort to do that. Um, you know, and again, I, I should point out, not every provider who uses our site has signed up for a program like that, but if you are a consumer, you do have the opportunity to ask those questions, and, and, and we try to provide information through some of our marketing pages and other information on the site that helps make a more informed decision uh, if that's something that's important to a consumer. Okay. So, Mickey, outside of UShip and your experience there, what's your general sense for how the transportation industry as a whole currently views this concept of green shipping, and what are you seeing other companies doing, if anything? Sure, and I think you, you brought up a big one with, with, with UPS and some of the stuff they're doing, but you know, even just in, in my experiences writing our blog here for the last few years, I've been amazed at what some other really large companies are doing. I think it's going to take some of the big guys leading the way before it all kind of filters down. Um, you know, Back in March of 2007, I remember FedEx uh, announced they were overhauling their entire fleet to, uh, to, to achieve you know, more environmentally friendly transportation. Uh, you know, Kind of conspicuously, they, they added a rate increase at the same time, which I thought was funny given the fact that in reality, they should see some long-term savings out of something like that. But it was kind of interesting to see FedEx kind of making that statement. Uh, Walmart back in 2006 announced they were going to overhaul all 7,000 trucks in their fleet. I mean, you think about Walmart, there's no company bigger with more trucks than those guys. And if they're doing it, you know, their goal was to double their fuel efficiency by 2015, up to 13 miles a gallon. Now, you know, again, as I said earlier, not to, let's not go anoint these guys saints yet. They're obviously big cost savings. There's a green movement in this country where people want to be associated with brands and products that do that. But what's neat is seeing these large companies are starting to see the realities of, you know, it's not just, going green, there's some real benefits to your company of doing it both in your brand and both in operating expenses. And, you know, I know fuel prices, especially diesel, have come down in the last months, but we've seen what can happen when uh, we see a shock to that system. It's uh, it's really tough on all these companies and particularly in the transportation space. So, you know, to see some of these bigger guys start doing it, it, it it's really exciting, I think. So in your estimation, it's not just greenwash what's happening. There's real change happening in the industry? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there is. And, and, you know, the greenwash is certainly something to think about, but I, I, I really do think these companies are starting to look at this from an operational standpoint, that, you know, the long-term benefits of doing this 
are there for him. So it's going to hit the bottom line for these guys. And, you know, I was really what was most encouraging. I was at a, a show in Louisville earlier this year, the Mid-American Trucking Show. It's, uh, it's basically the largest trucking show for independent truckers across the country. And it's a just magnificent show, huge. And that was one of the biggest issues I saw being pushed. You know, and here you've got these hardworking guys who probably haven't thought about going green once in their lives, but you've got booths set up everywhere saying, hey, you're going to go green because it's what's going to save your business. You know, you're going to get five more miles per gallon on, on your truck, and that's going to save you X amount of dollars that's going to keep you moving. So, uh, you know, it, it really is something that I think this industry has been so pressed on, on fuel prices that they've got to look at every way they can to save money. And, and, you know, the reality of it is if they can do it this way and it's good for the environment, it's good. It's a win-win for everybody. And I agree with you. I mean, at some point with consumer demand being there for this, and I think we're seeing that demonstrably and consistently, this does become a business survival skill, really, rather than something that you can even feature as, hey, we're different. At some point, it becomes when everybody's doing it, the big guys and, and the small guys, it's a keeping up with the Joneses, as it were, um, for, which is good for the environment. And I think it's a win-win for everyone. It, it is. I mean, you know, I, I, I think back to my early days and, you know, I'm the, the, the Prius driving, uh, I'll call myself the progressive of the company here, but you know, I, I can think back 10 years ago that even just talking about some of these issues, it would have been a little bit taboo. But now, like you said, I mean, it, it's really it, it's about hitting the bottom line and about companies doing things the right way now. And, and you know, it's been it's been a while to get here, but, but we're finally here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mickey, one of the things that I like to allow guests to do is provide tips to our listening audience. And I, I was going to ask you about some of the tips you might have to offer people that want to do more on a personal level when uh, they're preparing and packaging their shipments yeah, you know, and, and it's a really important thing. And, and you know, people, when they, they pack and move, it's a painful experience. Nobody likes to move. Nobody likes to pack up boxes and do stuff. But, you know, there really are a lot of little simple steps you can use to, to kind of make the experience better and to green it. And, and they're not they're not, uh, they're not brain, brain surgery. You know, it's finding recycled materials, finding recycled boxes, taking the boxes you use from one move, saving them for three years later when you move again. Uh, it's amazing how many people – don't even bother recycling their boxes. They just throw them out. But finding recycled wrapping materials, I mean, all of this stuff is readily available out there. But on the, on the other side, you know, it's kind of two things. It's consolidating shipments, making sure you're using providers that are not running at half capacity. You know, you want to get on there and find service providers that are willing to consolidate and work with other customers. It may take a little bit longer of a time frame. You know, you may not get your stuff immediately. You may have to ship it out a little bit earlier, but you know, it is more environmentally sound to have those trucks full all the time. Um, but then really just using uh, common sense and trying to ask questions of your providers. You know, you'd be amazed if you go out there and just ask them what some of these guys are doing. And, you know, if it's something that's important to you, they're, you know, if it's going to be the make or break to get your business. They're going to tell you about it. And they're going to let you know what programs are doing, whether it's carbon offsets or, you know, overhauling the, the aerodynamics of their, of, of their, their trailer. So there are a lot of different things that they're doing. And, you know, really it's just, if the consumer wants to take the time and the effort to find this stuff out, it's available to them and they can do that. Great. Well, I really appreciate those tips and, and appreciate you being on the program today. And for those uh, who are listening in today, interested in this topic, especially as we're getting close to holiday time here, I want to direct your attention to the greenlivingideas.com website. And we have other podcasts and articles dealing with shipping and how to green your shipping, uh, both for individuals and businesses. You can find the interview with UPS and other vendors under the holiday section as well as work in the office and also under uh, 
Eco Home Living. And my guest again today has been Mickey Millsap. He's the co-founder of the shipping company uShip.com, an online marketplace for shipping services. Mickey, thanks again for being with us. Sean, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.